at God's Word. Now, we've heard from man's writing. We've heard from men praying. We've heard tonight about testifying. And now we look at what God said on the issue of Mark 14 and verse number, let's see, verse number 34, 35, 36, and 37. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servants. Have you got that? He is going off now. He leaves his house and somebody there working it, the servant. Gave authority to him. You have authority over what's to be done here. And to every man his work. He assigned according to what they could do, what they should do. And commanded the porter to watch. I want you to underscore in your mind's eye that word porter. He said, Watch ye therefore, for you know not when the master of the house cometh. Nobody knew when he was going to come back and inspect and expect what he had left with the servants. He said, You don't know when the master of the house cometh at even or evening or at the midnight or when the cock's crowing or in the morning. Less coming, suddenly he finds you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. Now I want you to go back, if you will, please, uh, to verse number 34, and look at that little word, porter. Now get this with me, if you will, and then we're going to give you a brief, a brief synopsis of it, and we'll be done. Jesus is the, 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 what the Scripture talks about, a man who owns the house, a man who owns the property. He is the man that has authority to give, and he's leaving now, and he's gone. Everybody in this service tonight knows that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. He is not in limbo, uh, letting people out for a price. He's in heaven, seated at the right hand of God, ever li I like this, ever liveth to make intercession for us all. Now that's where he's at tonight. He has taken his journey. Now, the servants who have been left with authority are us. We have authority in the name of Jesus over the devil and demons and devils. I need a witness right there. I'm glad to know that the Scripture teaches us that we have power in the name of Jesus. I don't have any power in the name of Baptist. There's no power in the name of preacher. But, mister, I'm going to tell you, the devil hunts the Maalox bottle when you start talking about Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus because it's authoritative. All of the authority of heaven is invested in the name of Jesus. And Jesus said, I'm leaving you, but I'm not leaving you without authority. Hallelujah. He said, I'm going away. You don't know when I'm coming back. 
He said, so I want you to be about what I've given you to do and to every man his work. And notice what he said. And he commanded the porter to what? Now tonight, for the sake of application, I want you to hold in on that little word, porter. Because I think tonight we can very well say that the one watching over the worker and the one watching over the work and the one that's watching over the authority is the Holy Ghost. I'm not in this thing by myself. I'm not in this thing solitaire. I'm not in this thing solo. Every problem I have, the Holy Ghost feels. Every difficulty I come in contact with, the Holy Ghost surveys it. God, I feel good about being here tonight. Amen. <laughs> and <laughs> every once in a while I get the feeling a little black when I'm preaching. Amen. Uh-huh. And, and, and every despondency... I go through. Judy, you had a funeral. You had to lay your dear sister to rest. And uh, out, in the, out in the coldness and the darkness of existence and problems and heartache, you had to go through that. But you didn't go through that without the porter. To watch over you. I want to tell you, praise God tonight, we have a companion in this thing that does not hold hands with us. He lives in us. You can turn loose of my hands, but if somebody's living in the house, you've got to knock the walls down to get them out. And tonight, the Holy Ghost lives in me. Whether you speak in tongues or not, whether you have visions or not, if you've repented and Jesus lives in your life, you have the Holy Ghost in promise in your life. <laughs> and He's the porter who's watching over the work and the worker. Now, if I could for just a moment, I want to show you something uh, that uh, we dug up on the porter that reminds us of the Holy Ghost in relation to us. Uh, we'll, talk, we'll call this, Brother Timmy, back up in tight, son, the principle of the porter. The principles of the porter. And we'll use that as a good key word. Principle number one. The porter calls, he calls, all on board. Amen. All aboard! That's a porter on the train that does that. All aboard! You better put your sandwich and your diet Pepsi down, friend, and get it on the train because she's fixing to pull out. All aboard! And that porter calls all on board. The Bible teaches us, and the Bible tells us in John 6 and 44, no man, now listen to this child, 
of the kingdom of darkness. No man cometh to me except the Father which hath sent me. Draw him. Mm-hmm. And I will raise him up in the last day. I'm not saved, but I'm going to come, preacher, when I get ready. Oh, no, 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 no. That's a bunch of junk. I got another word, but I won't say it in church. That's a whole lot of junk right there in Christianity today. You're not going to bow your head and say some little prayer or bow your head and say some little sentence or you're not going to get in a place to where you will decide when you come. When do I come, preacher? When there is a drawing in your heart. When there is a pulling and a tugging in your soul. Hallelujah! I can remember that good glad day when heaven's tow truck pulled up and God tied the cable on and started drawing me to himself. I didn't come this way because I wanted to. I didn't come this way because I was supposed to. I didn't come this way because Mama told me I ought to. I come this way because I was drawn to it. The Word of God is the magnet. You better not trust no, no, no. I was up at Clark Hill one night in a boat fishing for crappie, and I saw a star shoot across the sky, and I felt something fluffy in my heart. And I just knew that God saved me. You don't get saved by Fluffy. That's a cat. Fluffy is a cat. You get saved because you are convicted by the Holy Ghost and drawn to Christ. How many of you know what I'm talking about when I say, He'll tug on your heart. He's the porter who says, all aboard. The Bible tells us in Matthew 7 and 13, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, broad is the way, that leadeth to the... God's touching you tonight. God's calling you tonight. God's drawing you tonight. When is the night you should get saved? Sunday? God, no! You need to get out of here while I'm preaching. Enter in at the straight gate. And broad, the Bible said, is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be that go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Matthew 22 and 14 says, Many are called, the few are chosen. Let me, let me illustrate that if I can. It's, it's a little confusing to a new convert. Why would, God, why would God call somebody if he hadn't chosen? Listen real close. If I come in here tonight and say, I have a contractor's license, and I'm looking for 200 at least. I need at least 200 people to stand up and go to Iraq with me and build back that country. I need, I need 200. Let's say, you stand. You're going with him, sister. God knows you couldn't live without him. Stand up right here. She's going to cook for us. 
We're gonna leave that old goat home. Stand up. Right here. We got a we got another one right here. He's gonna go with us. And 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 we got one right here. He he's anywhere from Waynesboro is the blessing. All right? I'm calling all of you. Who wants to go? But only one, two, three, four, five, six are going to get chosen. Why? They're the only ones that chose to. Everybody got an invite. Only six took it. I want you to come to me. I'm choosing you. I want you to come to me. Come on with me. I'm choosing you. Why? Because you want to go. I'm choosing you. You coming to me. And I'm choosing you. You come. Come on, son. I'm choosing you. Now, that doesn't mean I'm playing favorites. I gave everybody a chance. How many people did I call in this building? Everybody. Anybody that wanted in. And there's still room. But the chosen part was from the ones who said, I will. Because you can't choose somebody who's going to buck up against your choice. Some of these predestinarian people, they say God handpicks them. If he handpicks them for heaven, that means he leaves them alone for heaven. And I can't buy that. I just say Jesus is on the cross saying, Whosoever will. Now we got a choice to sit or stand. Be called. Many are called, but few are chosen. He only picks the one who wants what he's offering. Give him praise and glory. He thought enough of you. Thank you. He thought enough of you to bring you in. He's the porter that says all the books. An old preacher was coming from a meeting. Oh, the meeting wasn't that good. It was back yonder when train travel was all they had. He had his old overcoat on, pouring down rain, rain running off the brim of his old hat. Had his two suitcases in his hand. Way down yonder on the other end of the train was the porter. Sir, all aboard. Sir, down here. Sir, all aboard. The old man looks up while he carries his heavy load. He goes down to where the porter is and the porter's waving the lantern. Down here, sir. The door is down here, sir. And he's swinging his lantern. The old man sees the light and goes towards the drawing of the porter. And soon, and very soon, he's down to where the porter is, and the porter takes him in. How many of you could have ended up in hell? How many of you need to get excited about heaven's opportunities? How many of you could have ended up in hell, but you're going to heaven? Because they're on the other end of life!
came to the light. Number two, not only does he call all on board, but he carries all our burdens. He carries all our burdens. The old man steps up on the train with help. All you got to have is desire. One foot in the aisle will coach the other one to work. That old porter said, let me help you, old man. And he pulls him in out of the rain. Takes his hat off. Can you see the old train point? He takes his hat off and speaks it on his leg and says, turn around, sir. And let me take that wet coat off of him. And all of a sudden, he takes that old coat off of him. He says, sir, my job is to coat the baggage. Those are burdensome to you. And the old man said, I've been carrying them a long time. He said, no more. He said, ah! Ah! Have been a sign! God, somebody get some soda! Don't let Joe get this taken. He said, I've been a sign! to your birth. I'm glad the Word of God says over there in the book of Psalms, it says in Psalm 38 and 4, For mine iniquities are gone over mine head, as a heavy burden, they're too heavy for me. How many of you ever had a sin overtake you that was so big and heavy? He didn't think you'd ever get out for months and Jesus came and said, I want to take that burdensome load off of you. I want to cleanse your soul. God, I'm fixing to have a... And it said, verse 5, My wounds stink and are corrupt because of my foolishness. Oh, Jesus, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. My wounds stink. He said in verse 5, I am troubled and am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long. Psalm 55, 22 says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Ma'am from Bryson City, this is mountain preaching you're hearing down here in the low country tonight. Praise God, if I could get a little wind sucking going here. I believe you might feel right at home. Amen. Psalm 81, 6. I removed his shoulder from the burden. His hands were delivered from the pot. He said, I removed his shoulder from the burden. His hands were delivered from the pot. Matthew 11, Jesus said, personally, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest. Say it with me. Rest. Say it out loud. Rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. First Peter 5, 7, casting all your care, your burden upon him, he careth for you. I remember that third Sunday night in September. 
1968, when I walked in that church house, I mean fully loaded with a cloak of burden. I came in with baggage that was so heavy and hard to hold, I was dragging the bottom out of them. I didn't know how in God's world I was going to make it past that day. I did not know how I'd make it through the next night. I didn't know if I could put another foot in front of another one. I didn't know if there was another step to take or not. And I heard the good word of God. I heard the good word of the Holy Ghost. And thank God, I'm glad to announce tonight, He took my father. I delivered his shoulder from the burden and his hands from the pot. <laughs> I'm glad he carries all my burdens. Sir, come with me. We've got a place for you to sit and to lie down. You don't have to tote your bag. Your old wet clothes will be dry. And I'll take you and your burden. Aren't you glad? How many of you glad tonight that we... You burden down. You have a place to unleash them and unhaul them and lay them at the feet of Jesus. Y'all better help me shout. You better help me give Him glory. You better help me thank Him. I think we ought to worship right now. I think we ought to say thank you, Lord, for saving my unworthy soul and giving me a light birth. Not only does He call all on board, not only does He carry all our burdens, but number three, He cleans all our blemishes. Yes, sir. <laughs> he cleans all our blemishes. That old porter after the man is in his little cube and in his little section. The porter, many times, many times, he'd come back with a brush and some water. He'd say, I noticed that you had some mud on the back of your section. Where you couldn't see it. Where you didn't know you was nasty. Where you didn't know you was dirty. Where you had no clue that you didn't look right. And he said, I noticed where you've been walking. You picked up mud and the rain. You picked up dirt on your shoes. Sir, let me have your shoes and let me help you with your pants. And he dips his little rag in that water and he cleans off the blemishes off of the old man and wipes his shoes and fixes him to where he's like friend. God, I'm fixing to run. If I didn't, if I could go and not have to run back, I'd run. But I won't make it there and back. But I want to tell you something. God doesn't just initially save you and cleanse your past. He is the cleansing agent that keeps you right with him, right where you are. Some of you feel bad about what you've done. You feel bad how you've acted, and we ought to feel bad, but we don't We don't need to keep the... What if the basketball player that has five fouls has two, and he gets the third one, and he stands right there in the middle of the court and says, I'm a fowler. I'm a fowler. I can't do nothing but foul. I'm a fowler. The coach says, play ball. I carry. I got three fouls. That makes me a fowler. 
He said, if you don't dribble, I'm going to beat the slots out of you. You got two more. I do. Yeah. You're a player, not a fowler. Dribble. You said that's the dumbest kind of an athlete. Well, the dumbest kind of a Christian is the one who's done something wrong and won't keep serving God because he's a fowler. A fowler. Woe is me. I'm a fowler. Shut up and dribble. Y'all done got me to stop and wet my socks and slushing in my shoes. Cleans, it cleans all that blemish. <laughs> if we could, all your job is is to confess. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And the referee won't even do that. But Jesus will. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all. Say it with me. All. Say it with me. All unrighteousness. It's high time every one of us recognize we don't have to live with the past of our profession if we've repented in our presence. Are you listening? Help me back there, y'all. Help me. If, everybody look at that screen. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He keeps our blemishes. How many of you have sinned since you've been saved? If you don't raise your hand, God kid you in sin. Every one of us has. We're not going to stop in the middle of the court and start squalling. I'm a foul. I'm a foul. Score eight to three. Shut up. Dribble about. Get in and give us all you've got until you put one of these days we're going to foul out. But until then, we'll keep on dribbling. Until then, we're going to keep taking them shots. Until then, we're going to keep blocking the devil's temptations. Until then, we're going to be champions to Jesus. I'm glad it cleans all that blemish. Some of you are still hung up in your past because your memories won't leave you alone. Your memories won't stop. Hulking, hounding. You stop it. How? in the authority of the name that left you in the vineyard with the authority over Satan to bring up what Jesus has already put you Number four. He comforts all our believers. He comforts all our believers. Oh, have you got them verses in the Old Testament that I had? Put them. There it is. Ecclesiastes 4.1. So I returned and considered all the oppressions that are done under the sun. And behold, the tears uh, of such uh, uh, of such was or uh, us were oppressed, and they had no comforter. And on the on the side of their oppressors there was power, but they had no comforter. The oppressor had power against them, but there was no comforter. 
remember when you were lost without power and could not get come? John 14, 16 says, But I will pray the Father that he'll give you another comforter, that, it, that, that he may abide with you. How long? Forever. John 14, 26 says, But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. John 15, 26, But when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. John 16, 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient, necessary, mandatory for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I'll send him unto you. Jesus ascended to the Father and the Holy Ghost. High-fived him on the way down. Bless God, he lives in my heart. And I have as much of the presence of Jesus as the Jerusalem people did and the Jews did on the street. That old man was on that train, and I quit. He said, Sir, how long will you be on this journey with me? The old porter said, To the end of the line. He said, You see, I'm on this ride to make sure you get to where your ticket says you go. He said, I ain't a-jumping out the window, and I ain't a-throwing you out the window. Yeah, let the old man get happy, because he's almost home. And we ain't far behind, and the old porter's saying, I'll be with you until the track runs out and the train stops. And he said, well, I'm afraid. That's if I'm fail. He said, listen. He said, see that little button? Up above your head. Yes, sir. He said, just push that button. He said, anything you need, I'll be back here for you. if a white boy is doing it. Let's stand. See that little button? Just push it. I'll be back with whatever you need. Jesus, that boy's preaching tonight. He needs some help. Go help him, son. Holy Ghost, go give him some help. Yes, sir. And in here tonight, he heard that bell. And the porter said, what do you need? I need a little drink of water. I'm going to tell you something. I got me a drink. I don't know what you came for. I cannot, I cannot specify what you need. 
that I'm going somewhere tonight and find the devil and kick his lips while I still got enthusiasm. How many of you tonight are grateful for the poor? Give him praise and glory. Come here, girls, boys, sing that song again. Come on. Sing it again. I'm going to tell you something. He paid a supreme ransom for my wretched, drunk spirit. God done more for me than I'll ever do for him without question. And I want him to know something tonight. He ain't going to do it without me thinking. Somebody just needs to come stand around this altar tonight and ask God to help you. You've been mully grubbing and belly aching and moaning and groaning all week. And the truth of the matter is, see that little button up there? You just push that little button. I'll, I'll be back and get you whatever you need. Your kidney's gone bad. Your health's gone down. Your difficulties everywhere. I'm just a signpost tonight to tell you. You need to get out of that pew and start practicing what you say you believe. And let God, in His marvelous way, hit it, hit it, in His marvelous way. Don't, 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 don